Have you ever been trying to make a decision and you get that gut feeling that you should go a certain way, but then you start to overanalyze and really be in your head about all the options, right? It can be overwhelming. In today's episode, we are continuing what we started last week and we're digging deeper into how to use bodily wisdom through Holy Spirit to make decisions and discern next steps. Are you in a season where you're longing for more, desiring inner peace, hoping for more authenticity in relationships? Perhaps you're feeling unsettled inside, like you know that God is calling you deeper, higher, and further than you've ever gone before. You are ready for change and it's time for something to shift. But what is it? What's been missing? My name is Amber Todd. I am a Christian counselor, and I believe that you were never meant to live a disconnected, segmented life. You were created for connection, deep, authentic, healing connection. First, within yourself, because your mental, physical, and spiritual health is interconnected. This is why I love collaborating with doctors and like-minded holistic practitioners who honor God's design for our whole being to function and operate in harmony. Life Interconnected Podcast is an intentional space you can come to every week to receive encouragement, hope, and a fresh perspective on your internal world so that you better understand your thoughts and emotions and how to live a connected life. Join this movement of mindful believers who desire to grow in our faith and cultivate a holistic approach to health and wellness. Subscribe to the podcast today and share it with your friends. Welcome to Life Interconnected. So it feels fitting that this morning, as I'm recording this episode for you, I just feel the Holy Spirit so strongly. <laughs> and typically I have a script with kind of a general outline and key points I want to cover. And just this morning, I just feel inspired by the Holy Spirit. And I really feel like what he wants me to share with you today is really from his heart. And it's an encouragement for you. It's encouragement for the church. It's really a call to awaken and really understand more deeply how God speaks to us. Now, last week we talked about the spiritual womb and really how to tap deep inside to what God has deposited in you, right? And I really look at that as stewardship. I look at that as that which the Lord has put in me, he's calling out of me to impact the world around me. Okay, that's really, really living out our purpose. But then as I was praying this morning and reading through Psalm 27, I really have been sitting with some deep things this week um, about specifically about you know, experiences people have had in the church. And I counsel probably, I would say people from 25 different denominations. Now, some people aren't a part of the church or have left the church, but I really get to see a cross section of the body of Christ and understand how people think, how they experience God, how they lean in and listen to God, how they make sense of their emotions and how they discern the will of God based on their theology. And so that's really interesting when you're talking to people from a wide spectrum of church culture and even what's been modeled for them and how they see God. And as I'm doing this series about bodily wisdom, I can't help but address what I feel like is this 
you know, huge challenge in this area for us as believers, because, you know, I think sometimes when we hang our hat on, okay, you know, cast off your flesh, your flesh is bad, don't trust your emotions, you know, kind of this idea of like, totally suppressing, denying and cutting off a part of how God made us. Like God made us to be interconnected. He made our body and our mind and our spirit to all flow as one. And I think we're coming out of a season and a culture of the church where believers were so attaching everything that had to do with their bodies to this idea of the flesh and this idea of, of it's all sinful nature and, and don't trust any of it. We're, we're, we have to address that because when that's the case, we are literally denying and cutting off a part of how God wired us. Okay. He didn't just drop our spirit in a shell or a blank box and just want our spirit to just operate and flow and respond to him. He, he, he knit us together in our mother's womb. He literally fashioned every single little part of your body. The body is so fascinating. The more that I collaborate with doctors and obviously I work with naturopathic doctors, gosh, I, I'm just blown away. I mean, time after time that I have conversations where I'm like, wow, that's how that system works. Like even just the hormone system as, you know, when I did those episodes with Dr. Rhodes and Dr. Gordon about our hormones, gosh, it's so fascinating. The hormones are a great example, the whole limbic system of a system that flows in and really acts upon all of the parts of our body, right? We're not just a shell with these separate compartmentalized systems. We are an interconnected being. And so when we talk about really being a vessel of the Holy Spirit, when we talk about spiritual wombs, we, we have to acknowledge bodily wisdom, and we have to be able to separate that from what we've just cast off in the past of our sinful nature. We've honestly, we need to repent and reconcile our relationship with our bodies. And ladies, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you specifically for a minute, especially if you struggle with low self-worth, with negative body image, negative self-image. If you are critical when you look in the mirror of your body, I my, my heart is heavy for you right now because I believe that that criticism and negativity towards the body is actually a judgment. And, you know, in inner healing language, we, we call that a bitter root judgment. We call it an inner vow. And so if we, if every time we look at ourselves in the mirror, we're trying to get dressed, we look in disgust, or we are looking at parts of our body thinking, oh, like just total shame we are actually cutting off and dislodging a part of our system that is meant to receive and hear from Holy Spirit. Let that sink in for a minute. If you have a complicated relationship with your body, it's time to repent. And what that means is looking at your body as an incredible miracle knit by the hand of God and meant to house Holy Spirit and help you discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. If you hate your body and you're constantly criticizing your body, how do you expect the Holy Spirit to use the different parts of your body, which is your vessel, to speak to you? 
it's as if I come before the an altar in a church and I've ripped up the fabric and I've said, oh, I don't like the color of that or that gold is too bright or look at that uh, table, it's ugly. And then I say, God, meet me here. I mean, oh, it just like grieves my spirit thinking about that. I just want you to have that visual example of when you start to really work on your relationship with your body and you look at your body with love and compassion and acceptance, honestly, deep acceptance and gratitude. I think I've shared in previous episode when I, when I talk about my birth experience that after every birth, I have this ritual as I'm home recovering postpartum, usually probably day three or four of being home, I would get this special like herbal bath and just take time when Nate could be with a baby and I didn't have any distractions and I would just soak in the tub and think about each part of my body and gratitude and what it did to carry and bring forth life. I mean, it's honestly incredible. It's a miracle. And those of you who've had babies know when you're three or four days postpartum, you're swollen and you have, you know, so many different parts of you are recovering and there's bleeding and you're not, you're definitely not feeling like you're your best self. But yet that's the awe and wonder and miracle of the body is that when I can lean in in those moments and look at gratitude for what my body has done, I mean, that time of postpartum, honestly, the first time I did that was with my, um, our third baby, my, my first son. And that postpartum, I got the most revelation. Like I heard from the Holy Spirit so strongly. And honestly, that's when a lot of life interconnected was birth. Like when I was up in the middle of the night nursing him, like I was getting all these downloads and revelation. Like I had so much gratitude for my body. And so I first just want to set that precedence. And that's really point number one. Your relationship with your body will determine the ease and peace through which you hear the Holy Spirit. If you hate and cut off and shame and judge and criticize your body, it's going to be harder to discern through bodily wisdom what Holy Spirit's saying. And I believe God wants to redeem that. And, and two, I think, you know, as we are leaning into God in this season, this is a season that the spirit is just breathing over the body of Christ. Holy spirit is stirring people up. He is inviting people deeper. He is wanting to partner with us in ways that honestly we've never encountered. And I believe we've got to get out of our heads to do it. And I think that there are, there are parts of the church and I'm going to even say maybe even certain denominations that lean this way, that we live in our heads. We make it all intellectualized. We want to psychoanalyze the Holy Spirit. We want to understand everything God is doing and why he's doing it and then justify it with a verse. Now, hear my heart. Obviously, I believe that the word is the inspired word of God. I believe that scripture is is a compass, it's a roadmap, it's a pillar, it's one way that God speaks through us. But when we solely live in our heads and then we try to analyze what the Holy Spirit's doing, we then almost neglect, negate, and ignore what he's revealing through our bodily wisdom. And, you know, as I was reading Psalm 27 um, this morning, okay, I want to read you a couple parts. So in verse four, one thing I've asked of the Lord that I will seek after 
that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Right. A lot of Psalms is like David inquiring. And I think about, well, how do we inquire of God? If we live in our heads and if we, if we use mental analysis to approach the will of God, when we inquire of him, that means that we want to understand his will. We want it to make sense. And then we want to agree with it. And I kind of laugh as I say that because so many times when God moves in my life and it's radical, like it makes no sense to me. Like when he shows up in huge ways, I didn't understand what he was doing here, why he was doing, but why he was doing it. But everything in my spirit said, yes, yes, yes. And that came from a sensation in my body, my body that houses the Holy Spirit that agreed with it. That means I had peace in my heart. It means my shoulders dropped. It means I felt a calm presence. It means my gut was at peace. Okay, that mean, that's what it means to me to inquire of the Lord is not just asking questions. It's actually listening to my innate wisdom that he's given me through the Holy Spirit. Now, another part of that psalm I want to read you is that this idea of When we look at, so, okay, let's go over to verse 13. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. I've really been thinking about this. I've come back to this psalm many times this year. And this idea of looking at the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Oh my, oh my goodness. I... I just, I think if, if you really understand what I'm saying, if this is resonating with you, when you read the news, when you're following social media accounts, when you see about the terrorism and the bombings and the violation around the world, your spirit grieves. There's been such a heaviness. I felt such a heaviness the last six months on behalf of the world, (laughs) on behalf of our country, on behalf of our communities, because so many things happening around the world right now grieve the heart of God. And I've talked in previous episodes about how we were not meant to receive input of constant overwhelm from the world's news. Like we have village-sized souls. We have we have typically our nervous systems are only able to handle the amount of emotional load from like our proximity people. But we live in a world where social media has given us access to the world's news. And while there are beautiful things about that, about being informed and being educated and being an advocate, it also can overwhelm our nervous systems, which can lead to a heaviness and a sense of depression, if I'm honest. Like this last year, more than ever, I've been dealing with some depression. And this is a new thing for me. Um, It's been a season of like, is this me or is this just the heaviness that I'm feeling on behalf of the heart of God? And sometimes I think it's both. I mean, I don't know if I can actually separate that saying it out loud, but what I do know is that God is grieving because the sons and daughters are groaning for his return. And knowing that, like I, I wrestle because I'm like, how can I even function? Like, how can I show up as a mom and a counselor and a wife and a leader and a friend when it just, everything around the world feels so heavy that I just want to like, 
lay in bed and weep, (laughs) weep with God. And I think as I read Psalm 27, it's like just this conviction of how do I partner with the will of God, which is to bring heaven to earth? How do I partner with renewing our land, with bringing hope to people, with speaking to what God has deposited in their spiritual wombs and calling it forth so that we can see the goodness of God in the land of the living? I think that's our job as believers. Like if we're really living out our, our, our purpose, we should think about and receive from the bodily wisdom of the Holy Spirit, what is my role to bring redemption, renewal, and the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living? How can I embody love to the people around me? How can I offer hope everywhere I go? How can I be compassionate and merciful and empathetic to those who are suffering? And I believe when we're able to lean into our bodily wisdom, we, we better know what that is right? If we have, if we have an aching that things don't feel right, why do we keep powering through? It's because it's a power. It's our willpower. God gave us a will, right? So I can say, Oh, I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to keep, you know, last year I was doing 20 counseling sessions a week. And in that season, like it was doable, but it was a lot. And, you know, counseling is not like working full time because you're holding emotional space for people. And so it's actually requiring your mental energy, your emotional energy, your physical time and and your inner space. And so I can do that, but I got to the point where it was just too much. And I had to be honest with myself. What's my capacity? How many people can I meet with a week and still be emotionally healthy myself, still have space for my family, still be able to live in a way that I believe is aligned with God instead of just powering through. And I had this conversation with someone this week about like when you, when you think you don't have a choice, like I just have to, right? Like maybe you're in a job where you feel like you don't love it, like you're inside miserable or exhausted, but you keep pushing through. Or maybe your spouse is in this situation where you keep doing the same things and inside everybody knows it's not right. It's not working for your family, but you keep doing it anyways. Because if we're honest with ourselves, like deep down, if we got under the hood of what's going on, a lot of times it's a victim mentality. It's like, I don't have a choice. It's, I just have to. Like, you know, my, my whole life, my mom worked full time. I was in daycare you know, prior to kindergarten and then obviously in school (coughs) and, and she's such a hard worker. I want to honor her. She worked at, uh, our local credit union for over like 30 years and she did a wonderful job. People loved her. She worked as one of the head in HR with all the vice presidents and, and, and yet like, and I could, I get emotional just thinking about it, but my whole life, my mom would often say to me like, oh, I wish I could just be home with you. Especially when I was a baby, um, she went back. I went to daycare starting at six weeks old full time. And I have a lot of my own inner healing things I've had to work through like as a baby, which is a whole nother conversation. But like my mom's whole life, she knew deep in her spirit she wanted to spend more time with me. And I'm not saying that this is the case for every mom. I just want to say that there are moms who work full time. And if you're listening and you're a mom who works full time, I honor that. 
Like if that is what is aligned for you in this season, like I just want you to do it out of a place of peace and clarity. What I don't want and what I want to protect you from is doing it out of fear and obligation or a victim mentality. And I think my mom, her whole life, like felt like she didn't have a choice because she carried insurance for our family. My dad was a realtor and it just makes me sad when I think about it because she was so disempowered, you know, and, and felt often like she didn't have a choice that I think there were many times throughout my childhood that it was the spirit prompting her. And it was through, it was through that inner grief. It was that inner turmoil. That was a bodily sensation. When you feel anxious, where does it show up? Like for me, it's in my chest, right? Or I get like those unsettled, like feeling in your gut. When you feel that day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, and you ignore it, you might chalk it up as like, oh, I'm just having GI issues or I'm just, I'm just dealing with anxiety. I'm going to go take a medication and suppress it and ignore it and just keep going. Now, again, I'm not anti-medication. I think medication can be very helpful, but here's, this is my, my hook. This is my hang up. When people go to medication, ignoring the bodily wisdom that the body's trying to communicate because they don't want to actually deal with what the body's communicating because they're in denial and then they suppress it. I have a problem with that because you're not getting to the root issue. And so my point is when we're discerning the will of God, when we have a longing and a desire, you know, what does scripture say? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. When you have a longing and a desire, you often feel it in your body. You ache for it. You long for it. For you, maybe that's, maybe you're longing for a baby. Maybe you're longing for a financial breakthrough. Maybe you're longing for a deeper more intimate marriage. Maybe you're longing for really good friends and you feel it in your gut. Listen to that. Lean into that. Cultivate that. If you get that feeling every time you're around someone or every time you feel left out, don't just let it sit in your body. Do something about it. And that's point number two. How you partner with bodily wisdom is by taking action. If you let it sit in your body, then that becomes suppressed, which I believe leads to being depressed and anxious. And so a lot of people who are depressed and anxious have ignored their bodily wisdom for a long time. And it's time to awaken to what your body's saying. It's time to take action and do something about it. So I believe as you're processing this, I just really want you to tune in and hear some, you know, practical things. And this is point number three. What has God been communicating to you through your body? What are your gut feelings often about? Where is anxiety, overwhelm, guilt, conviction showing up? How do you feel that? How do you physically feel that sensation in your body? Are you listening to it? Are you leaning in? Are you taking action? Because when we, if what we are receiving from our bodies, okay, If what we're receiving from our bodies is the will of God, then when we partner with it and take action upon it, we will feel what? Peace. We will feel joy, love. We will feel the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, right? We'll feel the fruits of the spirit. Now, I want to differentiate something. This is different from, oh, just living corn to the flesh. Oh, I'm just feeling like I want to go over here and... Uh, gossip about someone because it feels good in the moment to be validated in my pain. What's going to happen after that? If I do have a relationship with God, 
and I'm attuned to the Holy Spirit, I'm going to feel this conviction. Oh, that feels so bad. I can't believe I said that. I shouldn't have said that. I need to make it right. I'm going to go to that person and apologize. I'm going to take ownership. So there's moments that, yeah, we just respond in our flesh and, and we take action on something that's really not the will of God. But typically afterwards, we feel the grief of the Holy Spirit, and then we should respond to that conviction, not condemnation, conviction. So that's different from what I'm talking about. I'm talking about bodily wisdom from Holy Spirit. So here is the big idea today. I want you to be deeply attuned to the fact that God wants to speak to you through your body, that your discernment of the voice of the Holy Spirit is just as much a physiological response as it is a spiritual revelation as it is even more so than a mental understanding. And so many of us in the church are living in the head. We're living in the mind and we are trying to psychoanalyze the Holy Spirit. And when he doesn't make sense, we go to what's comfortable, which is what we can control and what we understand. But we are in a season in a time where we have to be able to respond to the spirit in immediate obedience, especially things that we don't understand. And it's not going to make sense, but we're going to feel the peace of God and we're going to feel God's delight in it. And that's how we know that we are in alignment with him and we are living in his good, pleasing and perfect will. So I hope that's an encouragement to you today. If this is resonating, I'd love to hear any of your thoughts. You can always send me a DM on Instagram at Life Interconnected. Take a screenshot, share this with your friends who are ready to go deeper and let's have conversation about it. Thanks for being here. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for sharing the space with me today. You are loved, valued, and important. If this episode impacted you, I invite you to share it with your community. I would love to hear your takeaways. So take a screenshot, type your aha moment, and tag me at Life Interconnected so that others can be encouraged too. Thank you for being a part of this mindful movement of believers. Let's live intentionally as God designed our lives to be interconnected. I will see you next week.